Live from the foothills of the Blue Ridge Mountains, welcome to the Eggman Radio Addiction. And now stepping up to the microphone, the living radio legend, the Eggman, Ron James. Dodging raindrops on Monday. Ah, hello, hello. Welcome to the Eggman Radio Addiction Program. It is uh, Monday, and uh, gee, I wonder what the date is. I don't even know what day it is half the time. October 4th, right? Let me double check that. October 4th, 2021. Monday? Yep. That's what it is. <laughs> and uh, yeah, raindrops out there, man, right now, out in front of the studio. I'm working on my uh, one of my vehicles, and... Uh, and uh, I got some raindrops out there by the front of the garage. Uh, look for an overall pattern change, too, in this weather. As um, we're going to head into this uh, work week with more clouds, seasonably cooler temperatures, and periods of rain becoming more likely. In a nutshell, keep the rain gear handy, but also expect there will be extended... Well, you know, extended weather, a little bit of extended rain, you know, a little bit of extended dry periods as uh, well to uh, get um, some of the work done this week when you get out there, right? So you guys have to work outside. <laughs> and uh, maybe uh, if you're really lucky, you can squeeze in that round of golf or, uh, as they should say, squeeze your balls. <laughs> oh, Lord. See, I start off in such a stupid, immature way. Well, that's what this show is all about. Just me being a jackass. So uh, there you go. That uh, There's the weather. Have a great day. We'll see you later. Bye-bye. No. <laughs> and the title of today's show, uh, F. Joe Biden chants are uh, spreading across America. And uh, pretty interesting. Uh, over the weekend, I noticed uh, watching a lot of football, there were a lot of of Joe Biden chants. F Joe Biden. Um, and uh, yeah, I had to put that in the title of the show. And in order to do that, I had to, you know, make it like parentheses and put a, a, a thingy in there for the, the U and the FU and the CK and all that. Just to, uh, I don't know, do I need to even worry about that crap? Probably not. Oh, man. Yeah, I think I'll relax here for a little bit. Do I have to do a show? Oh, I guess I do. <laughs> and, uh, yeah, it's spreading all over the place, man. F. Joe Biden is uh, breaks out all across America. And then uh, there were uh, complete standing ovations for uh, Donald Trump and uh, First Lady Melania Trump. Offered up by 106,000 fans assembled for the Alabama LSU football game. Three day work week experiment going on. That's a uh, something I'm sure a lot of people would love to uh, have. A lot of people that work like on phones and stuff and sales jobs. I'll tell you, I sometimes wonder if that three day work week would not be more productive if you, you know, like three 12 hour days. It's probably what they're going to be talking about in the article. 
And then a black woman masquerading as a KKK member terrorized neighbors. Yeah, that one caught my eye. That's interesting. A black woman masquerading as a KKK member. Hmm. Was it Candace Owens? Uh-oh. Kidding. I love Candace. You know that. But, you know, it's, she's supposedly a, a white supremacist. That's the new thing now, right? Calling uh, black people a, a white supremacist. Oh, you're a white supremacist, even though you're black. It doesn't matter. I mean, I literally have seen him say that. Not too stupid. Nah, not at all, right? So I don't know where to even start with the uh, the Joe Biden chants of uh, F.U. Because there was a concert. This uh, guy, Aaron Lewis, I guess he's a country guy, scraggly guy with a beard. Looks like a bunch of other people. There's a lot of these country guys now out there. And uh, this one, uh, Aaron Lewis urges crowd to sing F. Joe Biden during a show. Now, um, I don't know. Is you familiar with Aaron Lewis? I'm not. I'll have to check him out. See if his music's worth a damn or not. Singer Aaron Lewis led a crowd of people to chant F. Joe Biden during a concert in Pennsylvania. And uh, videos posted on social media by a bunch of fans show that uh, Lewis, lead singer of the rock group Stained. Oh, okay. All right. Okay. Stained. I'm not really familiar with them either that much. Who became a solo country artist. Oh, I, I thought it was Stained would have been a rock band, right? Like a hardcore rock and roll band. And now Stained. No, it's Country Joe and the Fish. And uh, this guy, uh, lead singer of Stained, is a frequent critic of the president and has been wearing F. Biden, impeach Biden, and I could (laughs) S-word a better president. While uh, performing in recent weeks, while appearing at the uh, Pavilion at Montage Mountain in Scranton on Saturday, September 25th, Lewis called on the crowd to sing F. Joe Biden. Boy, oh boy. And then I turned a uh, football game on, college games on, and I, uh, I get numerous chance of F. Joe Biden and different miscellaneous choices. And then I see this uh, thing where this NBC reporter, he made a mistake. Uh-huh. He, mis- he, he, was, he, he made a mistake that uh, F. Joe Biden chance for Let's Go Brandon at a NASCAR race. Right? So we're supposed to believe this, right? Man, oh man. People in the stands chat, chant F. Joe Biden as NBC Sports Reporter interviews Brandon Brown after earning his first career NASCAR Xfinity Series win on Saturday's race at Talladega. Talladega. F. Joe Biden everywhere. Oh, my God. Forbes magazine selected Corona Cigar Company as the best of the web. And Cigar Aficionado magazine described Corona Cigar Company as the largest best stock cigar shops in America. Here's the founder of Corona Cigar Company, Jeff Morsowitz. 
We created Corona Cigar Company's retail stores and cigar bars so you and your friends could relax and enjoy the ultimate cigar experience. And we've created our website so you can shop online as well. It's easy to remember, coronacigar.com. We feature thousands of name brand cigars and accessories at discount prices. Check out our exclusive line of cigars, including Avo Lounge, CAOS Caparate, Cielo, Florida Cielo, Cost Cutter Bundles, Ranchero, and Corona Nicaraguan Cigars, just to name a few. And your satisfaction is guaranteed or your money back. Be sure and join our email list for the latest cigar deals and event info. It's the best spam on the web. So save time and money and visit coronacigar.com. Welcome back, Eggman Radio Addiction Program. The uh, F. Joe Biden chants are breaking out all over the place. And uh, and as I uh, watch the uh, the New York Jets NFL football game, guess what? Guess what breaks out in the stands? F. Joe Biden. Man, how people have turned, right? I think a lot of people are just sped up, you know. I've been one of the loud ones for a long time from the very beginning, way before you know, Joe Biden never even considered running for president. Loser, even way back then. Then at the uh, the Ryder Cup, I mean, this is like, you know, sophisticated golf squeezing, uh, ball squeezing going on at the Ryder Cup, you know. Sections of the crowd even there. That's in the, the coastal Carolinas. And uh, at a Kansas City Jayhawks and the Alabama State Hornets match, more Biden, F. Joe Biden chants break out. And uh, that NFL game, that surprised me. That's, uh, man, got a lot of them there, political correctors in the football business now. <laughs> yeah. Oh, let's see. A lot of that stuff, man. You know, it's funny is how many articles there actually are about the F. Joe Biden thing. Tons and tons of articles all over, but you don't hear about it squashed on the mainstream news. That's kind of what this show has really become about, right? What you don't hear on mainstream news. And as I lean that way, I notice my ratings going up because, and you can just feel it in the world, you know, you can feel it on everywhere, you know, that people are running from Joe Biden. Uh, most of your Joe Biden supporters you know, give me a break, okay? I mean, have you not come to terms with the fact that he is a completely febile, absolute empty hull of a shell of a man, of a human being? Not all his fault there, okay? He's got dementia or whatever he's got, but Joe Biden has always been a dumbass. Let's get real here, okay? I mean, it's like, and if you didn't notice that, if you didn't notice that Joe Biden was always a dumbass, you don't pay attention. And most people that would support a Joe Biden candidate, they don't pay attention to stuff anyways. You're not really politically involved. You're a headline reader, and you're getting your headlines from MSNBC and CNN. 
And therefore, as soon as I talk to you, I know right off the bat. I can just tell when you open your mouth. Oh, CNN listener. He's a Biden hater. Trump derangement syndrome. All that stuff. Needs his medication. You know. And uh, it's obvious. So we don't like to... um, Well, we actually do like to bash Joe Biden. <laughs> so, and I wonder, these NASCAR races, you know, how uh, political this is all getting. And as this happens, are they eventually going to have to uh, start uh, coming over and being real? Like Saturday Night Live this week. They had a skit. It was kind of uh, anti-Joe Biden, but it was really tame of what they used to do to Trump Saturday after Saturday after Saturday. And what they did to Trump on all the late night comedy shows day after day after night after night after night, which caused people like me. And I think a lot of these same people that are the F Joe Biden chanting crowd These are the same people that are not watching your networks anymore. Okay, this is what you've done. You know, it seems like they're not putting their politics as more important than their money. Because you're losing your ass with Greg Gutfeld now taking the number one nighttime spot on Fox News at 11 o'clock at night. He's killing... He's killing all the late-night comedy people. And the show's damn good. That's very funny. If you haven't watched it, please do. Tune in. Check out it. Put it on your uh, your DVR. Record it. It's definitely, definitely, definitely worth watching. It'll make you start watching late-night TV again. It has me. Because remember how late-night TV, it was always such a, um, you know, it was always such a, an event every night. I mean, it's like when it was a good show. I mean, I think Craig Ferguson was awesome. David Letterman hated his politics, but you didn't really know his politics. And Johnny Carson, of course. And Jay Leno, eh. I like Jay Leno now better that he's doing his car shows. Those are great. I like the the Jay Leno that used to be a talk show host much better than the Jay Leno that was actually a, a talk show host, you know, and a comedian or whatever. And I like Jay as a comedian. He's funny. And, uh, you know, he's in that uh, esoteric vein. And, uh, okay, so uh, the three-day work week experiment. What do you think? What do you think about a three-day work week experience? And what do you think about a black woman masquerading as a KKK member and she's out there terrorizing her neighbors? Give me an email. At uh, radioaddiction at mail.com. Is that how you say that? Give me an email. Give me an email. <laughs> radioaddiction at mail.com. No, it doesn't have to be nice. I prefer it to be edgy. As uh, Bill O'Reilly used to say, what, piffy? A little piffy? Well, how about Joe Rogan and um, his shows? But he had a really good show. Um, When he has uh, Mike, what's his name on, the CIA guy, I can't remember his last name. Um, I don't know. He's he's really good, man. That's a good interview, too. If you want to watch a great interview, some really honest stuff from behind the scenes, you know, a guy that was with the CIA, owns a security company, a private security firm now. You definitely want to check that out. We'll be right back. 
It's the Eggman Radio Addiction Program. Don't touch it, okay? Stop. stop. Just stop, all right? I'm sick of you. November 1802. John Jameson found himself stranded in the unforgiving forest of Karna with an injured horse, a cart of his famous whiskey, and a pack of wolves even less forgiving than the aforementioned forest. Smoke billowed from the beast's nostrils as they closed in. Jameson was reluctant, but with his whiskey threatened, he had no choice. He took his dagger and plunged it right into a Kilkenny apple, using the slices to train that pack of wolves into a world-class dog sled team. The whiskey was saved, his horse recovered nicely, and Jameson even made it home in time for a lamb dinner. Where have you been? Your dinner's cold. But just as he feared, his wife saw the wolves and insisted they keep them. Old Jameson could be seen walking those wolves around Dublin for the rest of his days. Even though she promised they'd be her responsibility. Today's adventure brought to you by Jameson Irish Whiskey. Taste above all else. Taste responsibly. 40% alcohol by volume. Imported by the John Jameson Import Company. Purchased New York. Welcome back to Eggman Radio Addiction Program. And uh, yes, the three-day work week experiment is next on the uh, the big show agenda. <laughs> A shortage of technology and talent has a lot of uh, Indian companies offering up sweeteners. You know, not like as in um, aspartame, but, uh, you know, Job sweeteners like more vacation time and gender neutral parental leave as they compete for graduates and professionals out there. They're trying to get in the new young tech people. One startup's trying a more dramatic solution a three day work week. Now, um, Fintech, some company, they are uh, offering new hires a three-day work week with salary at 80% of the going market rate. It's a win-win approach that frees the worker to pursue other passions of interest or other gigs while still locking in a steady pay benefits from the main company. Some of the CEOs are saying that um, this is going to be the future of work. I can see that. I think I can see that. And you know, the reason, main reason why is productivity. And I think this was more of a, um, something that would work in sales companies, you know, big sales rooms, 450 people on the phone all day, all day long, that I could see, you know, is being um, tedious. I've done it, and it, you know, and you're more productive. I think if you did a three day work week and you did twelve hour days, even, you know, and then do that, or the four day work week, just have every Friday off. You know, three day weekends. There was a big thing about that too. I saw. 
Didn't I see something about a three-day weekend? I mean, a four-day weekend experiment as well. Let me check that. Yeah, there was. Um, there was some data I remember reading on um, data. A story about a four-day work week. And they said when it was uh, tried, they said with a four-day work week for nine weeks, the sky didn't fall. In fact, everything kind of maintained and improved in the key performance departments and um, also improved people's sense of well-being. I mean, it seems like that would. I mean, so many positives. Less work, more weekend. I mean, come on. Be especially great for alcoholics and drug addicts. More time to do drugs. More time to drink. <laughs> There's nothing magical or preordained about the five-day, 40-hour work week. It's just where we landed after labor movements made their last push for more humane working conditions. And that was, uh, that was nearly a century ago. Now, surely, with all the technological, technological advances since then, our work weeks are uh, maybe due for an upgrade. That's where the experiment of the four-day thing came in. And, uh, you know, it, and it wasn't a disaster. That's the thing. They thought, a lot of people thought that it was going to be a few hours for the same pay that people would jump at it. So they were surprised also that a lot of people, when presented with the idea, that they didn't really like the idea. They wanted to come in, like, maybe for a short day on Friday. Like a power day, you know, like, especially in, like, sales, you know. It's like when you got to be uh, up on the phone, you know. you got to be making that pitch every day. Even, you know, business-to-business -business sales, person-to-person -person sales, whatever it is. Some of the skeptical people were worried about like a bottleneck for some of the different types of sales teams, you know. And if you think about it, I'm sure there are situations where you could look at it in that world, you know, where it might not work. Of course not. But for the average thing, and there's a lot of jobs and type of businesses that it just doesn't work. I mean, you own your own business, restaurant business, you know, that luxury of uh, only being open. You know, for three days or four days, eh, doesn't exist, man. Doesn't exist. Now, if you think about it, though, how cool would it be? I see these restaurants that are, you see it rarely where they're only open for, say, breakfast and lunch. They don't do dinner. Or they're open for lunch and dinner. They don't do breakfast. And they don't open on Sunday. And, they, you know, they actually just say it's worth it to lose the revenue because I also lose my overhead for those days so it weighs out we get more well-being a friend of mine owner of a uh, restaurant here close by they are doing that and they said that the benefits of their own personal well-being after 20 years of working you know you own your own restaurant let me tell you something no such thing as punching a time clock or how many hours you work you work all the time it takes a long time to get a restaurant, and it takes training and, and how long before you can actually trust someone to run your restaurant or your show or your anything. You know, when you want to turn something over to somebody, man, oh, man, it's, and there's always that drop-off no matter how 
Good they are. Your customers are going to be like, no, man, it ain't you, Eggman. We want you. We want you in the radio, man. You sound like a douchebag. <laughs> radio Addiction, we'll be back. Oh, the Indian takeaway. Overordering is never a mistake. You've got to have prawn puri and a taco dal and a garlic naan. But what if I go hungry? Mm, better get a Rogan Josh in as well. The delivery arrives. It's £93.48, love. Tough. You stare in awe at the creaking stack of metal tins. Looks like curry for breakfast again. Magic! You crack open a bottle of ice-cold Cobra with a smile. <sighs> cobra. Brewed with less fizz to go perfectly with curry. Love curry. Love Cobra. <laughs> A black woman is accused of masquerading as a member of the Ku Klux Klan to terrorize her neighbors. Teresha Lucas, 30 years old, charged with uh, eight counts of making terrorist threats. And uh, the racially charged notes, let's see, it was uh, announced in a news release posted on Facebook. The racially charged notes began to appear in the mailboxes of residents in the uh, Brookmont area. And uh, the notes claimed to be written by a member of the KKK and threatened to uh, burn down homes and kill people. Uh, The notes described the author as a six feet tall white male with a long red beard who did not live in the neighborhood. which that ended up being bogus. And uh, the first notes arrived in mailboxes of uh, two residents on the street. And in December, the notes threatened to burn their houses down and kill them. And apparently this, uh, when they figured it all out, they got enough evidence together and they had a search warrant and they find out that the woman... There was a woman in, uh, responsible for this, and she was a black woman masquerading as a KKK member. Do, 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 do. <laughs> the investigation stalled until the de- detectives got the break they needed when another note arrived. And there was some evidence on the note that uh, allowed them to find this woman, Tarisha. Tarisha pretending to be a white KKK. That's new. Want to meet her in a bar? Man, oh man. Why are you wearing that robe? Do, 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 do. Oh boy. <laughs> Why are you wearing that robe, darling? All right, we're out of here. Eggman Radio Addiction. Over and out. That wraps up another Eggman Radio Addiction. See ya.